I'm making a recording of this evening, just and I'll give it I'll leave it to Tina tomorrow. So if anybody wants it, contact Tina, okay? I don't know how to transfer it on TP3, so I have to do it this way at the moment. Let everything drop. Whatever that means to you is fine. Or doesn't mean to you, that's fine too. But drop. Just drop the show. Relax. Your interest in thoughts. Even your interest in what we're doing here. Drop it. There's a sense of something sinking on the inside. Great. Stay sunk. Rest on the inside. And even when you rest on the inside, in the middle of chaos, somehow things will happen with more efficiency. Somehow, somehow things work out just a little bit smoother when awareness is on the stillness inside. But the ego says, oh no, I have to manage it. If I'm not running the show, my life's going to fall apart and this won't happen, that won't happen. It is a lie. That's what the ego does because it likes to be in control. If whatever is moving through your form when you're asleep, when you're awake, is running the show. And mind is just an idea that's stuck on top of that. Whatever you are is not your body. It's not your body. So just drop your attention to whatever might be or not be in there. doesn't matter. Whatever story or emotion or pain passes by, it'll go as it came. That's how life is. Things come, things go. Nothing sticks. Ever. It is said that the most powerful, effective, whatever word, satsang, is when it's in silence and nothing is said. But the Western mind wants to work it out and understand it and all that. Both are fine. What happens, happens. Whatever you are is what you always were and always will be. Whatever you think you are is just a bit of a movie that's going on, taking your attention, probably since you were a few months old. What you think you are is not what you are. Does anyone have a question about anything at all? Could you give a little bit on your background? I don't really know. Ooh, yeah. um, um, from what context? What's, where's the question coming from? Um, give me a pointer. How you write where you are now. Yeah. Discovering that I don't exist, like. (laughs) (laughs) All my life there was something pushing, something kind of intense, kind of the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And when I was 19, I went into therapy because I was in college and really studying theology, thinking, what's this God thing anyway? And I soon discovered that this Catholicism was what I was studying, and so that was a bit of a dead end. Um, and while I was there, I discovered there was free therapy in college. And I went every day. And I continued for five years afterwards. <laughs> all the time, unpacking the conditioning. Because I felt my mind, I don't know, I was too angry. I had too many, too much stuff, really. Do you know? 
and, and that something wasn't right and something wasn't clear and, you know, drinking too much, smoking too much dope, 19 years old, you know? Um, and so when, when I basically came to the point at 25, 26, I suppose, of saying, you know, Jack, you're all right, actually. You can keep chiseling away forever. But I kind of loved myself. Do you know? I thought, I'm okay. I arrived at a place of being okay with myself. Um, shortly after that, my third eye opened. And I was an atheist. That's what my news can do to one. <laughs> that was my path. It's, it's all. <clears throat> Nobody does anything. It's just the experience that comes. And in... Uh, I, I was about 30, I think, and my third eye opened. And I saw dead people everywhere. And I thought, I'm hallucinating. I'm tripping. I, this is acid. This is drug-induced. And it wasn't. And within six months, I was working as a ghostbuster. Now, for me to be a ghostbuster was Grace putting my nose in it because I was this pint-drinking farmer's daughter. And ghostbusting was very flaky. So I was like, upside down, there goes your self-image, there goes everything you thought that was real, now what happens? And so I became more interested in spirituality, obviously. I thought of the other realms, got interested in shamanism, got interested in all kinds of stuff, did intuitive energy work. Um, and that led, as it was after some time, to following the master, which I fought tooth and nail, but I felt I had no option but to follow the spiritual teacher because at one point I couldn't, I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I became a Methodist for a year. I did all kinds of things, searching, searching for something that made sense. And I found I kind of outgrew everything. And a master came along and I thought, fine, I'll do this and I'll outgrow this too. And in outgrowing, a spiritual teacher, it led me to the point of knowing I don't exist at all. There were a good few years of, of a lot of meditation, like three hours a day, um, because there was a craving for, for silence, a craving for the show to stop, the whole thing to be over. But I wanted the thing to be over. So the I that had the desire for stillness was the problem. What was the problem? So I had no access to any kind of material on non-duality, on that which is beyond mind. But different spiritual experiences give you a glimpse of something vast, enormous, beyond, but you can't even describe it. And you know you're losing something if you're describing it. Even if you're remembering it, you're losing something. Do you know? You're kind of being disliked, but you know that feeling? And um, nobody knew what I was talking about. And I ended up in India, where I heard people talking about this. And I was like, oh my God, there's a whole other realm of people speaking about it that have gone there and can stay there. And at this point, I was kind of dipping in and out, you know? Um, and in India, the, the, the wiring went. The wiring went. Um, I, I noticed absolute clarity. It took a year. It took me 12 months from the final... I suppose there was a six-day experience. This was the last kind of big whammy in terms of a spiritual experience. There were six days of that I lost. And after that, the, the ability to see in subject to object, man, woman, chair, table, flowers, wall, pillar, pillar, the naming of stuff stopped. All analysis stopped. All conversations that I should have and would have had and da da Nothing. Nothing. 
And when they came back, it's only like it's a radio on the background. They were never about me. There was no me. The me just kind of, it wasn't there anymore. But it took me a year to be able to function normally again. It took 12 months before I could kind of, oh, maybe I could go back to Ireland. Maybe, maybe, maybe let's see if that happens. Do you know? Um, so I suppose it took a lifetime. But then it actually just took the moment of knowing that so the whole problem is the me who is attached to it should be this way. The me who, who would like a life like this. The me who has desires and preferences and opinions. And it should be only the thought. What was my last thought? What was my thought three thoughts ago? Another one I was fighting for probably. So that was the same to you, the next one. I don't know what that's going to be either. So how can you plan on to... Um, like you could try to call it clock time. Yeah. Like how to... Can day to day, like if you're living talking in the mail, how do you? Yeah, yeah, two things. One is there isn't even a sense that I'm living in the now because, hi, just wherever you want to come. Um, be, because now, now is already in a concept and there's something kind of laborious about living in the present. It requires a huge amount of focus, like. Yeah. I, I never got that power now thing, like. It was very useful, that book, in terms of, like, oh, my God, that's a concept. Oh, that's a concept. Fantastic. But now, now it's too late. Do you know? Yeah. If it's now, it, it, I'm already gone into what does now, just past and this present, so I'm choosing future is bad, past is, is bad, so now, now is right. Technique. Oh, it's just way too laborious altogether, this right and wrong. It was latent with right and wrong, you know? There's only the present moment. And all these beliefs around it, and it was sticking. Never got it. So, so there's no sense of living in the now. Planning very rarely happens because there's no desires. So if you've no desire to go on a holiday, you're not going to plan to go on a holiday. If you've no desire to go for a pint, you're not going to plan to go for a pint. So, action seems to be motivated by somebody else asking me to do something. And that kind of takes care of what's going to happen next. Tina saying, would you come to Waterford? is the thing. There's never a thought, oh, it'd be nice to, oh, I'd like to. There's no sense of, I'm looking forward to going to Waterford, I'd like to, I don't. None of that happens. None of that happens. But somehow, birthday cards get bought when somebody's birthday coming up. Do you know? Kind of, if I forget it, I might even know I forget it, don't I? But things get taken care of. Do you know? The cars never yet run out of petrol. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of, there's something living through the body that it lives in everybody. But, but I suppose there, there's, there's nothing stopping it. There's nothing blocking it. There's nothing trying to manage it. The idea that I was planning my life was a lie, really, stuck on top of something that was moving, doing it exquisitely perfect on its own anyway, without my help. The I is only an idea of control, playing with the idea it has control. Your being... Just being these I suppose so. And and without sounding too cheeky, that's almost too much as well. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's nearly something to do to be. Do you know? Yeah. It's kind of like whatever is is, and there's no preference for it to be another way. You can't actually describe yourself, so you you can't. Mm. There is no I. There's nothing to. That's handle. right. There's no I. There's no I anywhere. It's only an idea you're playing with for a while. And the thing is, if you're in satsang, you've discovered that the eye is the source of suffering. Yeah. 
Do you know that it's the eye that suffers? Is the, does it cause all suffering? Yes. Yes. It causes all suffering. The sufferer is the eye. Yeah. Because if you've no preference for something to be another way, <clears throat> so both ways are equally grand. So where would the suffering be? Um, Richard Hawkins, Richard Hawkins, the power of now book. He was talking about at the start of it that like he was doing healing by just being around people. But he could see that all their suffering was their ego. Yeah. Now that's very tough for somebody where I'm standing to you see something or you're suffering yourself. Pain, physical pain. Yeah. But you were saying that that is I as well. The body can have pain. Right. And the body can shout and say, if you knock your toe off the door, go knock the door, your body will shout. Yeah. It's it's not you. It's not you. But the eye comes in so fast. It's, oh, my toe, my eye, my, 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 my pain, oh my God, look what I did. Let's go to the hospital, da, da, da. Do you know? You might end up in the hospital, but, but be without any, oh my God, there's a problem and I can't go to work tomorrow. All that drama stops. But who suffers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if the body feels pain, it's the body feeling pain. There's nobody commenting on it that it's awful like this. But the one who doesn't like something is the sufferer. The one who doesn't like the wallop on the toe. I think this is my cousin last week and she said that like, if the ego, if the, like, that's the suffering. Yeah. But I say, I say to her, the ego suffers, so it gets a really hard time, like the eye gets a really hard time with it. She says, if you give the eye anything at all, it just takes over. Yes. That's yes. And the eye is the ego, is the mind. Just, 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 yeah. to, just a little. Yeah. It's hard. You have, giving it no space at all is, is the, the path that what made sense to me. But every path is different. There's six billion spiritual paths. That's for sure. And whatever makes sense to you, you do it. But at some point, yeah, breaking down the idea that you are your thoughts, that has to go. It will go. It's been challenged if you're here, challenged if under a trite. It's a good fight, though. Yeah, but it's difficult to fight is the thought you're running now. And the one who says that is the ego, anyway. I understand, I understand that, yeah. Do you see? Yeah. yeah, even that preference is too much. Have no preferences at all. Yeah. And how do you put that into a mother's life? Yeah. Where you have to, you know. Yeah. I, I, like you, would love to kind of just, you know, some days kind of say, and it has happened insofar as that I do forget things and okay. it happens and I don't care. Yes. And I was that perfectionist. Yes. Okay. Had, and it sometimes drives me mad though now that I'm not that perfectionist. Yes. And yet again, it just doesn't get done. Okay. And, and is it all right that stuff doesn't get done? I'm having a big problem fighting with it. Okay. Okay. So there's a bit of the perfectionist still active. Yeah, just breathe. Just breathe. It's all right. It'll spin out and it's going to spin out. Just breathe. On the breath, sometimes things can dissolve. You're fine, you're fine. Just breathe. It's normal. I would mean, love to be able to. I love being like that. I'm happy to plan. Like I keep up work to, you know, be at home and do all that kind of stuff. And you know, I suppose I had a, li- a lifetime of regimental. You know, everything happened on time and yes. But you have to plan when you have kids. And yes, that's right. You know, that's so right. It's constant sort of battle going yes. on in your head. And yes. Yes. Okay. And. Um, 
you know, it's, being a mom is like, you know, it's a role. It's not what you are. It's a role you play. Don't get caught in the role. What you are is having fun being a mom. You're not the mom, really. That's not your identity. You're playing at being mom. Don't forget that. You're playing at being mom. And are you playing at being a wife and being yes. a nurse and being a everything? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. It's a movie. Really, this is a movie. <clears throat> Sit in the audience and watch the movie. Don't be on stage engrossed and losing what you are. Sit in the audience and watch the movie. Be attached to your kids on the outside. Be detached on the inside. It's not a cold thing. It's not a cold thing. It's just knowing that what you are, what they are, is much greater than the bodies that are presenting. And you're keeping that in mind. Otherwise, you'll be lost in it. You know, it's, it'll swallow you whole because being a parent is full on. It'll swallow you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 24-7. Every spiritual practice is 24-7, you know? It is, because, because being, being aware, the eye, the eye, the ego is going to pop up. Like when the clock rings in the morning, oh my god, it, off we go, the eye is up and awake, hey, let's manage the day, it's all about me. That's what the ego will do. You say, okay, right, I'm just going to watch this body doing the motions, making the lunches, putting on the part, da 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 da, and the body will do it, and watch. As if you were a little close circuit TV, CC, whatever they're called, those cameras up at the corner. Imagine one of those in the kitchen watching you in the morning. Do you know? Watching yourself, just watching the body move. Because if you're watching something, you're not exercising, I am. You're not identifying with your body, with the role. If you're watching, you can't be identifying. They can't happen together. You can only do one thing at a time. But observing, it's 24 hours a day. Well, until you sleep. Is the objective then being a witness? Pardon? Is the objective then to be a witness? Or yes. Is that, is that just another concept? Or yeah, it's a concept, but it's a concept that helps to swallow up the mind, that, that, that gobbles up the ego. And all we have to manage your mind is your mind. It is the only thing. And for, for almost everybody who, who, who cops on that they don't exist, they've done that. They've done that. They have they've pulled back the energy of believing I am and I want and it must be like this. They've stopped doing that. And the only way you can stop doing it is by seeing it and not buying into it. Allowing things happen. <clears throat> you become a bit quieter. Naturally. You'll be pulling back a little bit. Do you know? That's fine. That's totally fine. Everything will adjust accordingly. You don't have to worry about that. But if you can watch, that's called the I am, or the observer, or the witness. That much you can do. Now, to get rid of the one who's observing, that's grace. And grace will come when there isn't, when there is, mm, when there's not enough energy to pull you into the I story, grace will suck the rest of it home. And that's the end of the show. And you're out. It's all over. Do you know? Jackie, what would have been your biggest influence in getting to where you are now? I don't know. Everything worked some of the time. Everything was valid some of the time. From 
you know everything from Reiki to shamanism to fasting to monasteries to ashrams, Peru. I, I, I did everything. I tried everything. So everything worked for a while. Were you always a seeker? Um, yeah, but I didn't know I was looking for something. I just knew there was more. Yeah, but, yeah, but I didn't know what I was looking for, even, until kind of meditation. I thought, oh my God, the peace and calm. Now I feel for a few hours after meditation is great. Then I kind of thought, maybe I'm after peace. Maybe that's it. But I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know what I was looking for. So I, was there any one big influence? I don't know. Um... Oh, it's a bit too hard on the internet you mentioned uh, Ramana Maharshi. Yeah, yeah. That, that, put, that put the jigsaw together. That did, that put the jigsaw together. He put words on, on, on what I knew but I couldn't, I couldn't put it into concepts. And, and I'm talking about it now. You know, that which is beyond mind. You know? Um, and the silence, that, the silence that's inside that isn't you being silent. You being silent or you being busy doesn't matter. The silence is underneath. Do you know? You can be your head can be busy, but you can kind of like there's something else that's actually deeper and it's okay. Keep your attention there. Do you ever fall out of it? Do you ever get caught? No, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not for about a year and a half now. Yeah. And maybe I will, I don't know. But a physiological thing happens to your nervous system which is awfully physically painful. Um, and and, and you, it's, it, you, you die while you're alive. Do you know? Because you realize you don't exist. So your capacity to experience goes. So you can't experience because you're not involved in experiencing. There's no you who's in there having a ball. Do you know what I mean? Because there's always this kind of distance. It's just a movie. You kind of can't take it that seriously anymore. It's all one. It's all you. It's all God. It's all nothing. All the words are the same thing. Do you know? So, you can't lose something, you can't gain something, but it's fulfilled, it's peaceful. It's always just, it's whole and complete and that's what you are. And attention seems to be there all the time. And a little bit of attention seems to kind of come out to function. But there's no stickiness with what's happening in the functioning. Do you know? Do you know? So like, for example, if somebody said, Oh, you're pure fake and you're this and, you know, something that might have gotten the gut five years ago. Do you know? Um, if that happened now, there's this understand. there's even a dialogue about it. There's just this understanding that, yeah, mind plays like that. It's not even Tom's mind or Mary's mind. It's like universal mind plays like that. You know, that's what mind does. It has concepts and it spits out its thinking. But there's no me and another person and something happening. So there's, no, there's nothing to happen, you see. Nothing can happen because I'm not an individual and you're not an individual. You see? Does it ever end? Because like, we're in the universe that's evolving the whole time. Yeah. And continuous change and everything yeah. is change. Yeah. So is this, you know, is it, you know, is this evolving that you're going through something that will continue? Um, it's funny because like the, the background underneath it is unchanging because that's the God bit. That's what, that's what it is. And then the thoughts and concepts and creation and all that stuff will always change. That will always be moving. 
Is it evolving? Well, it depends on what we look at. I suppose science looks like it's evolving. Jeepers and other things, we seem to be going the other way around. And that's, that's creation. Yeah. That's just energy moving. That will always move. But what you are was never moving at all. So, there's no sense of evolving. But yeah, you can't go anywhere. Because, because, you know, all this stuff just kind of happens when you're awake. When you're in deep sleep, there's, there's completely, it's not on the show, the show isn't on at all. Do you know? So whether the show is on or the show isn't on, it doesn't matter. So there's no sense of something evolving. There's just movement happening. And what you are isn't moving at all. Do you see? Jackie, have you dispensed with the concept of God? Have you considered all, all concepts are, are, are just for playing with. Yeah, there's a couple of cushions around here. There's two up here and two long ones. If you can maneuver around the long one, I don't know how to do it. If you're in a state of I am. I'll come back to you. Oh, sorry, yeah. I had to leave the all of the time or most of the time. Do you have a sense of compassion for your fellow man, or is that even an emotion of the... Yeah, Com- compassion, that comes through ego, and I did it for years, because I, you know, service was like, mm. not a great way of packing away the ego, that made sense to me. Um, compassion for another always has a personal agenda. If I help this person, I feel better, or I feel better because they feel better, there's something in there all the time. All the time, there's something in there. Some brownie point to be gained by the ego. But even compassion for somebody suffering. If, if you were never to take an action on it. Yeah. From a place of love. Yeah. It's kind of beyond that. When, when, do you know, it's, it's like, okay, you can have compassion for somebody or pity for them or whatever emotion comes up out of love. That's one thing. Now, the compassion that arises from the stillness within you, it's like yourself. It's, it, it's you. It's you. If, if it's the tree out there that's, that's uprooted, it's just as much you as, as, as a child who's lost their parents and they're screaming in, in a supermarket. It, it's all you. So something moves through you, not because of, oh, bless them. It, it, it's not, do you know what I mean? There's no sense of them and you and an emotion moving. Something moves through you because it's you. It's all you. Do you know? Yeah, and it's not even kind of, there's no sense of trying to make something right, but something will move through you. Do you know? Mm. That's what happens anyway with people, but the ego comes in and names it and calls it something else, do you know? Yeah. But uh, just to get back, um, mm, no concept is real. They're just useful for functioning in the world. Um, and I suppose that God is everything, and God is the emptiness, and God is nothing, and I could call it God, or the absolute, or... They're just words. Um, they're just words to point to that which, which, ah, which is underneath everything, um, which can't be named, because if you name it, then it's an object. Do you know? So, so if I... In saying it, it's God, it's just that it's everything. Those words are not meant to be a concept, they're just kind of pointers. Do you know? Because every concept has to go, every single one has to go. Every single concept will go. They're only real for the time that they're running. It's just a, it's just a, you know, a movie reel, that's all. Whatever concept is taken to be true, 
take it to be true, but they will all go. They will all be seen to be empty. They're just believed to be true. If we came from this natural great state, mm -hmm. and we're all within this natural great state, mm -hmm. why do we choose to experience being on stage? I guess just for fun. There's no reason. There's no reason. And why should we choose while we're living to get out of it then? Yeah. If that's what we choose to get into, yeah. experience it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was ever a choice to get into it, and I don't think there's a choice to get out of it. It's like the, it's, it's just how it happens. The energy that moves through form keeps moving, you know, and as a kid you, you, I, you know, you start off saying, say, Mary's hungry, and then you eventually say, I'm hungry, and the ego gets formed and formed. And then we discover, you know, well, actually, I'm all right, I can function in the world, and then it's like, which of this isn't enough at all. So it's like it builds up to wholeness and it disintegrates. There never was choice. There never was choice. But, but are you saying that's the beginning when, when, when we're already in form? We're talking about before form. Before form? <coughs> if, yeah, before form, then we, you're saying there's no choice to become form. Mm, it depends what level we're talking at. Can I go back to the beginning of time? It's kind of, because otherwise I'm kind of, I have to find where you are. Do you know what I mean? In, in, in the phenomenal world, if we take it that this is real, then the original Big Bang or the original cosmic explosion or something, the, the, the first movement, the first vibration happened. Now, in the nothingness, it's absolutely clear and knowledge is there that this never happened at all. This actually never happened at all. At all. And something inside knows that, knows that. And that will rise up if it hasn't given you a wallop already. It, it will rise up. Now, that's the truth. This never happened. So then to imagine that it did happen, we've got to find out, well, if we're taking that it did happen, then does it look like we have choice? In a way, all of that argument has to go anyway. So whatever I say is only going to be a concept that would be true for a while, but ultimately, this didn't happen at all. There's only energy moving through form, even if there's that. There's only pictures on a screen, that's all. And one of the thoughts that happens to be believed in is that I exist as an individual and I have a life. And that's the thought that causes pain eventually. It's just a thought, believed to be true. It has this quality of believing <coughs> attached to it. So it's taken to be real, taken to be true. It isn't true at all. Very convincing though. Do you know it's very convincing that you have a life and that you have, you know, it's very convincing. But it's like, hold on, step back. Something else is moving here. Step back. The more you observe, the more you become clear. Sure, nothing is happening. It's all just high drama and it's just going to pass like everything does. And there's a bit of space, distance from it. I've heard you say that when you make a decision or a choice that science has proven that the actual yeah. choice was made 16 seconds before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to 16 seconds before. It's mad, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, okay, the, the, first, the first experiment I um, read about was, was uh, these guys in Germany who had... Um, 
uh, they were exploring this, the decision-making, what part of the brain does decision-making get made, you know, and, and the sequence then of what following through to a muscular action. So they had a guy lying down, and they had them all strapped up to everything. And they were, they had isolated exactly where the decision gets made, and then following the impulses down to his arm, where they had to, okay, you decide when you're going to lift your arm, and you lift your arm. And the decision was made away before he decided to move his arm. The impulse was running down his arm to lift it before he had made the decision. It was already happening. So that put him onto it first and they thought, oh, this is a bit scary. And then, about three years ago, I was living in Spain. And every now and then when there was just like, okay, okay, some kind of tuning into the norm. I was like spending serious time in silence. And I would turn on CNN. It was the only English channel on this TV. And I turn on CNN every now and then, you know. One day, CNN wasn't working, and this German TV station came on. It just came on. It was really hazy, and they were interviewing this guy who had discovered, who had um, invented infrared glasses for people visually impaired, so so that by by ultrasound, they could the pillar is in front is much nearer than the wall by ultrasound, measuring the distance. And what they discovered when they were doing this was that the decision was made that I'm going to avoid the pillar before the information came into the blind person where the pillar was. And your woman who was interviewing said, huh? So I may say, if I go to shop to buy a t-shirt and I see the jeans and, and I pass out the jeans and I go and buy the t-shirt, but or I go to try the t-shirt, there's no t-shirt there that fits me. If I come back in and say, ah, I get the jeans anyway, I've decided to get the jeans a distance beforehand, at some time beforehand. You said exactly. And she was like, completely freaked out. I was like, oh my God, here it is. Here it is. And so, you know, they didn't even know what they were onto. And then at Christmas, I read in, in, a, in a, the Hindu, in the, the German, uh, Indian National, the Irish Times of India, like, that there were 16 seconds, up to 16 seconds before somebody had caught that the decision, mm, that length of time had happened before somebody had sensed. No, I think I was already getting up. Uh, um, did I get up to put on the kettle or what did I get up to do? Do you know, before people, there was 16 seconds. So it's up to 16 seconds. A decision is made someplace in you <coughs> before you actually have made the decision. Yes. So we're not making decisions at all. Oh, not at all. <laughs> oh, not at all. You've never made a decision in your life. <laughs> not at all. But would that, would that suggest, though, that it really is a play that we're in? You know, it is. It is totally on screen. It's a play. You are playing the part of no. You might as well enjoy it because that's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, you're playing. You are playing. You are God or nothingness playing. A ball of energy, let's call it that, playing. Could, could you be sure the way you were being would say? Is that the closest we can get to making a decision? Because, you know, I've been doing a bit of this. And my thinking is that you your feelings... The, come first, then the thought comes after that. So your feelings generate the thought, and then the thought... It's the other way around. Every feeling starts with a thought. Every emotion starts with a thought. But you miss it because the feeling grabs you. The thought comes first. Uh, I know, yeah. The thought I, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been trying to figure this out for a while. Okay. Um, like. Like, you go back to a child that's a toddler, right? And the, to the toddler doesn't have a thought. It can't actually do, I am going to go over there. Yeah. It has to have 
like it's as a feeling it is going to over there. Maybe that which is really in a toddler's body moves over there without any of that at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Without a feeling. Possibly, yeah. Maybe. I just go back and change the yeah. <laughs> 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 But every feeling starts with a thought. And it's kind where, of where does it yeah, where does the thought emanate from then? It comes from nothing. That's that's yeah, that's some saying is yeah. that the thought it's what you are. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, does a thought create the feeling and then it's, the ego turns it into a conversation? Yes. That's right. That's, yes. that's right. Come to. Yes. All right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> the thought creates the feeling. Yeah. So for yourself, if, it, if, if, if you held that belief that the feeling comes first and then the thought, next time you feel a feeling, see, what was the yeah. thought now that, that triggered that? Come on. Come, come back. Come back and another, another step. See if you can find the thoughts that came up before. Just be aware then you're... you're oh yeah, you're, you're, you're more awake now, like, you know, in terms of, of self-observation. Yeah. So you can play at making decisions, but you're only playing. But it can be very hard knowing that. It still can be, like, the world is so much in your face that you're having to... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Only a movie. Let's remind yourself, maybe. Yeah. Should you try to explain this to others? Pardon? Should you try to explain this to others? Like, if somebody is like, uh, they're not used to hearing this sort of thing, should you try to explain it to them? Good luck. Do work yourself. Get yourself out of the movie. That's the greatest gift you can give to anybody that you'll ever meet. Yeah, say if they find you a bit weird or something. If they find you a bit weird, that's let let them find you weird, because the only thing that will be uncomfortable with that is the ego, and the more your ego gets battered, yeah, another bit of destruction. But hey, they might be confused, you know. They might be wondering. That's not your problem. <laughs> <laughs> the desire to control is what's talking to me now. To make other people at peace, or other people understand you, or it's not about other people. No, say if you want to help them, you think that they can be better. You think that they can be better. What's wrong with them the way they are? <laughs> Work on yourself. Or you think that they need help? Do you? <laughs> work on yourself that's the greatest help you can give to everybody work on yourself are they trying to make it easier for you pardon by doing this are they trying to make it easier for you or something like that by, by, by trying to help others yes are they really trying to make it easier for you oh yeah to protect your own self-image from, from the examples you're giving you're protecting your own self-image that's the motivation from what I'm hearing. That motivation is not your self Your self-image needs to be destroyed totally. There is nothing to protect, nothing to safeguard, nothing to defend, nothing except ego. An idea you have about yourself, of what is good and what is right. All of that has to go. So does that mean straining relations or something like that? Does it mean straining relations? Like... Sometimes if you can't talk to someone because they are at a different level. Yeah. So 
Just love them. Do they have to be at the same level as you? No. Nobody's at the same level as you. There's nothing manifesting what, two ways what at once. They, what if they decide that I'm not talking to this guy anymore? If they say that? If, yes. That's fine. Make your decision. I was beginning to get the impression that this was a very sort of a, a sterile, distant place. But now you mentioned love. Can you talk some more about that? It's all love. Because the you know if there if there ever was something that 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 moved out of the stillness, if if there ever was something that created this dream, this moving, it was love. But there was nothing to love. So love is playing at losing love and finding love. It's ultimately all about love. It's all about love. There is only love, actually. If you come right back, what's the very first concept? The eye is the first concept. Okay. Pull back, pull back. It's like there's, it's like there's a smell coming up from the stillness and the silence of nothing. And it's love. It's like there's a movement and it's love. Love is the movement that makes this work. Love is, love is the, the, yeah, the movement, the motion comes from love. Love losing love, love finding love, love playing at it. Love loves to love. But there's nothing to love except itself. So in comes thoughts in order to facilitate losing love and finding love. Just got a bit intense and you know the forgetting got pretty um, <laughs> long term. It's about love. But not love where there's two. There's only love. There's only love. And the stage where you are in then is just you just feel like love all the time. You do, like do you ever have any like does anger go through you but not you know what I mean? You don't have attachment yeah, to Yeah, everything goes through. Yeah. Yeah, everything goes through. Okay. Yeah. And and the thing with love, love, love feels a bit different. I know, I, I know it sounds like a maybe an experience, but for the, for the want of language, it's like love arises up and joy arises up and devotion to nothing, like devotion rises up. Do you know? And, and then everything else passes through. But there's a sense of them coming up. Do you know that bubbling up? Do you ever get that sense of just joy for no reason? Do you know? It's like that. that's it, that's it, that's it. That can only happen when there's no thought being entertained. So that's real then. When it's rising up, it's real. Yeah, do you know that thing? Yeah, yeah. But if you try and catch it, you try to make it yeah. happen, you can't. The controller is in. Yeah, yeah that happens. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens, yeah. But we make it a concept. I'm even making it a concept now by saying it's joy and labelling it and da-da-da. But you're, I have to because we're communicating. But, but, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, love those positive things. Because there was a period of time where nothing at all, I mean dead, sterile, was going on. And it was like something in this form went to the extreme. The death was very final. I was walking dead, you know. And then, and then a kind of a capacity to engage in the world seemed to come back in. 
And with that came this, this wafting from the stillness. And, and the movement comes out of that. You know? It's a kind of a knowing. It's kind of a knowing, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a familiar. There, there familiar is. Or a rightness. Or yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a knowing without knowing something. Yeah. Do you know? Not labelling. That's right, no. No labelling happens. And it's gone if you label. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that lovely? It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. That's the end of it. Because mm-hmm. you're actually attached. Bingo. Yeah. And up comes the, the actor again. Yeah. Yeah. Wanting to grab it and all that. Mm-hmm. Is it easier to maintain this if you're in an environment where people are pretty aware? I think that help you to watch yourself. Yeah, right. you know, I think that's overrated. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think it's overrated. I didn't know there was. I, wherever you are is the only place you can be. <laughs> and when something is full on, like small children, or, you know, something that's like 24-7, something that's really in your face is the best place to learn. Because every moment that you're lost in the story is is when you have to pull yourself out. I've seen people, you see, detach and go into an environment and stuff. And that's conducive to meditation and all that. And then when they go back into society, oh, stop. They can't hold it together at all. Nothing is integrated. It's all all built on quicksand. And if you need the outside world for you to be calm, for you to have peace of mind, it's rubbish. It's not good enough at all. It's not good enough at all. But I... There, it was easier though for you to kind of make sense of all this by going to India. I had no option. I, I, no, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just a leaf in the wind. I had no clue where to go next and I got dragged there by somebody else. There was no, I need to do this in order to go there. There was no sense of that at all. It, it just kind of happened. It would have happened anyway. It would have happened anywhere. But Ireland kind of, you know, I, I had to leave. I had to leave. I don't think you could have. I don't think. Well, I don't think you could have done that in Ireland. I don't know. Because people here didn't know what you, you know. Yeah, yeah. You would search for a long That's time right. here, and you couldn't find. No, I couldn't find it. But and I didn't know what I was going away from. But you know what my head was saying? I have to go to where there's more light. I had that thing. What's light? What's light? The sun. <laughs> That's all I had. That's all I had. So I moved to this Eliero, this tiny one of the Canary Islands. Do you know? That's where I started off. Like and said, right now, no Spanish. So we're going to be very quiet here, you know. <laughs> and I was. And how did you survive? In, you know, by just uprooting and going to something like that. How do we know that I survive? In practical everything. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, go to a different country, not know the language, and no, not work, and no, no. And I just sat all day because I, I had no clue. Like I, I had no, I the stripping was like well underway, so I. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I felt something was dying. I felt that on oh, Spain for sure. Something was dying. Yeah. And I'd swim in the morning and I would just sit and watch nature, sit on a rock and but there was no sense of where's my life going? I didn't in I said, forget it, <coughs> no thoughts, no thoughts. None. Focus on my breath, be still. Because I had nothing else to do. I had no other signpost, nothing. And eventually a signpost came in and the next thing happened then. But there was no sense of trying to control it. It was like, okay, this is my last flash. Do you know? And then you might have a half a day of self-pity. And I said, would you get a grip, Jack? You know, my self-pity going to get you that. That's just drama, human drama. 
Mm. Wherever you are is the right place. Could you, could you describe a little what the physiological changes were that you're talking about? Yeah, there's, um, I've read this in a few different people's websites, um, that there's a kind of a realignment because if the ego is dead, if that sense of I is gone, something in your nerve endings has to realign in order for functioning to take place. Because otherwise, you've got a mental health problem. Do you know? You, you, you don't know how to engage. It's mental health. Like, that's the area. And for sure, for sure, we have people in institutions in every country who, who have a spiritual awakening that didn't get supported or didn't whatever. And there's a mental health now diagnosed on it. Like, I've seen lots of evidence of that. Um, but for me it happened, yeah. Um, there was, there was a, um, I took Sanctodonomy, I took ayahuasca, those South American medicines, trying to shift stuff, like. And one time taking a Sanctodonomy, and I was in Ireland, it's a Brazilian medicine, there's a, a, quite a movement of this in Ireland, but it's very under the carpet, I would say. Um, um, and on that medicine, there was, uh, what I thought at the time was the medicine went wrong, something went wrong. And what it does is it, it, it drops you into the subconscious mind to really see your dark wardrobes like and see what's hidden in there, do you know? So what this did was there was, a, there was about 8 to 12 hours of being, it was like being sucked by a big huge black vacuum cleaner. And I was, this continuous sucking for hours and hours and it was torture. And I was clinging to some, some, to anything that made sense that I existed. Anything that made sense. And I remember an image of oh, Jesus Christ. And I remember picturing the cross in front of me, putting my hands out and clinging to this thing. You know? And thinking, say, now this, this I know is real. This is, it's another concept. And it, whew, it was, it was gone, it was gone. And everything got taken. Every, everything was, that I thought was real was like, that's just another thought. That's just another thought. You're just looking for comfort zones. Until, I don't exist at all, do I? That's an idea that's running. I think I exist when the I is running. There's a belief that the, that the I is Jackie O'Keefe. And so I thought, well, if that thought isn't running, do I exist? Something exists, but Jackie O'Keefe doesn't exist. Not at all. She's only a bundle of ideas. And that took several hours. And I was very wobbly for a long time after that. Um, I knew I didn't exist, but functioning still, ha still happened. Do you know? Sweet crack, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but the last one took a year to settle. It took a year before I could connect back in. It took a year. The last whammy, like the six days that I lost. That was the last whammy. You know, and it took a year before I thought, oh, 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 I, something feels like being in the world, but, but not connected to the world. Even the way, even the way touch, it's different. It's not how I remember it was. There's no desires running. There's no, there's no like, oh, I'd love a nice cream. Oh, this is delicious. It's all kind of empty. Do you know? Because you, you know it's just a bundle of concepts. And, but, but there's nothing that wants something out there anyway because it's, it's so clear that when a desire is fulfilled, the pleasure of the desire is, is the peace of mind because the desire isn't running. That's what feels so good about satisfying a desire, is the peace of mind when the desire stops. And we think it's the ice cream or the bar of chocolate or the sex or whatever it is. It's not, it's 
that mind stops for that moment after the desire is fulfilled. That's the pleasure. The no thoughts. The, I don't want that. I don't want to think I have to go through sex to get it. I don't want that to go through a bar of chocolate to get it. You see? So if that's there all the time, why would you go out into a desire in order to get back to where you are already? So you know that the outside thing is empty. Yes, the capacity to experience goals. But isn't that kind of where we're here? Isn't that why you're here? Yes. So why are you here then? Ah, sure, not here at all. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. I, I, there's no I here. There's a form here talking. Yeah. And there's a form there talking. But there's obviously a thought that there's something more talking. Right, but okay, just say this is a game. Yeah. And we're all jumped in here. You, we have to jump, we're still in, we're still playing the game. Yeah. But you're kind of in the field, but you're just walking around. That's it. Not playing the game. Exactly. Coming, all right. Yeah. Telling people how to play better, maybe that's. Yeah, whatever. That's what you're doing. But what's. Why would that be a goal? That's, that's what I'm asking. Which one is the goal? If you, if you want to put the words, it's getting harder. But sure, for, yeah. That's the sector. Why would that, for say somebody where I am, then you'll say, we'll say your level is above me, okay? Why would I want to get there Yeah. to be not in the game? Yes. If I want to play the game? Yes. That's it. So some people. Do you want to play, play, play the game, play or, the game. Have, or have you copped that the game is actually not good enough? It's actually all just about suffering anyway. Right. And that point will come. Jack, you ever treated? Mm. Did, you, did you suffer from depression? No. No, nothing more than PMT <clears throat> or puberty or. <laughs> have you ever suffered great trauma or loss? Yes. And what would well, I don't know. Do you want to advise people on how they would deal on day to day, or you know, try and stand back from <clears throat> that experience because it's insane. Yes, it's just an experience. It's passing through. If you make the experience hap happen to you, it's my experience, it will stick. Whereas if it's like, this is just passing. This is, I'm not talking about suppressing now. I'm not talking about denying. This is just passing. This grief is just an experience. I'm going to let it pass. It will go much faster. It will go in its natural order. And, it, and have the experience. Let the experience come and go. And it will enrich some understanding of what life is. And it will give what it will give. But you know the stickiest one in having a traumatic experience is, is the self-pity button. Mm. That's what makes things get sticky. That's when identity uses it for ego fattening. I'm special because I've had a traumatic experience. Do you know? I'm different. I'm whatever. But in pitying someone else, you're saying... Self-pity. Well, you were talking about it being brownie points, you know. Oh, yeah, with the compassion thing. You know, yeah, yeah, so in pitying someone else or, you know, having compassion, it, it's kind of, um, <coughs> I, I, is, is, is that wrong then or is it it's knocking a person or it doesn't make you a bad person? There's no bad and good. If you, if That's just a perspective that passes through. Okay. Don't stick to it. But if the thought is like, gosh, there's a feeling of pity towards that person, fine. Let it pass. Let it all pass. Let it all pass. Pass. 
But you see, if in knowing that the other person isn't separate from you, there will be no pity. They're not separate from you. There's no you and no them. Do you know? It's all just energy moving through bodies. And they appear to be separate, but that but that's only an appearance. Have you experienced much physical pain? Yeah. yeah. Hugely. Yeah, so my how body. Do you, how, how do you how do you well the phrase is the wrong word, but how would you tell people to try and deal with that on an ongoing basis? Yeah, it was a great teacher actually for for detachment. Um, I, I had really bad arthritis as a teenager. My, I, when I was 17, I spent a year flat on my back. Like, I was just flat on my back. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't brush my own hair. I couldn't do anything. Um, and I dislocated my hip in the middle of my leaving cert. And, I mean, loads of things. And my body should be located because I slipped my disc here. So I wore a splint for two years. And then I had to have a cold. I mean, my medical crying home with infection. Um, so physical pain, yeah, it's always there, you know. Um, way back, even like as a teenager, when it was full on in my face because I couldn't do anything, um, there was the sense that my body is in pain today. My body is in pain. My body, my hip feels this. There was some distance even then of like, I'm all right. But Jesus, this pain is terrible. But I'm all right. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, for the last 10 years, I suppose, once I kind of started understanding the spiritual thing about distancing ourselves from, from thoughts, it became clear that, but should the body can have pain? So what? The ego will say, it shouldn't be so. I don't want to have pain. So now there's pain and it's not even noted. It's not even noted unless somebody says something or whatever, or, you know, my mobility is, and they say, are you all right? Oh no, there's a huge pain here. What do you feel it like? It's it's just the body, it's passing through, it's not even registered because there's nothing who registers anything anyway, as good or bad, or it should be or it shouldn't be, or so as a result I'd be sick for ages before I'd realise there's something wrong. Before I'd go to the doctor, I'd be sick for ages. That that's the consequence. Sure, that's grand too. If the body dies, sure nothing will happen to me, I'm not the body anyway. Where can I go? Sure I'm everything. And, and that eye is all of us, you know. You mentioned there were the, the physiological changes you had when you um, uh, sort of went yeah. to whatever level you went to. Yeah. Um, so if people don't have those physiological changes, is that um, conducive to what people perceive as mental health issues then? Or, or? I think every version of it can happen. I know of... Um, of one guy who, who was one of these Indian gurus who lived with Ramana Maharshi, like he spent, I suppose, about, he'll say, I say he was about 30 when Ramana Maharshi died. So, and he lived there, like, maybe 14 or something. And um, they, they recorded his satsang for about the last seven or eight years of his life. He died about 92, 93. And for the last six, seven years of his life, they recorded the satsang and, and transcribed it into English and stuff. So it's there word for word, you know? And that question came up. Did you have all these rattling and shaking and pull through the black hole and death while you're alive and all that. And he said, nothing. Nothing at all. He said, I, the last time I believed a thought was 1967. <laughs> <laughs> the early 90s. And, and do you want to call that a life? I don't know. Why, why, why would you call it anything? Do you know? Beautiful life. <coughs> so every version of it happens. But sure, sure there's a, a very thin line between spiritually waking up and mental health. For sure. Because you think you're going nuts. 
Because you know the way you see the world isn't how everybody else sees the world. But that's just a phase and that passes too because there's no everybody else anyway. But at one point there was a sense of like, okay, if, if ending up in psychiatric hospital is what's going to happen, so be it. And I'm not exercising control. Just not going there. And, and that kicked in like, okay, fine, even if that's it. Even if that's it and mental health is the next, next 40 years, fine. We'll take that too. Bring it on. Yeah. And did, did you at any time think that you were mentally ill? Yes. 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 And did you seek treatment for it? No. 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 Why? Why? I'd say there was, there was a kind of, The desire to control was well suppressed. <laughs> I was not going there. I was not going to control anything. Like, so this no. was... Take it away. But I mean, did you think you were depressed way back, like... Even when you had left Manuza, when all this was going on, did you think, you know, am I mis- you know, am I going mad, or you know, have I got a mental health problem, or was it much later when you kind of said? Yeah, it was, it was much later. I, 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 I was married for 13 years, and my husband was very, was very, very solid, very normal guy. And we met when we were 16 and 17. And when I started seeing spooks and stuff. He was very influential and he said, I would be gone, girl, gone, only I know you for so long. So we'll find out what this is about, but like, forget it, this is way too, too far altogether from the woman I married, you know? So, so that kind of made me think, okay, okay, fine, now I can afford to like lose the plot here because he's watching me. So, so that gave me permission to lose the plot, which then I had to leave him too. I had to leave everything. Do you know what that was? I was being stripped, you know? Um, and so the next phase of, of I am actually losing my capability to function as a normal human being. I was living alone and I was in India and I had zero support. Zero. Zero. So and I said, okay, fine. If I die and I, that's the end of it, that's fine. Whatever happens, bring it on. I used to say that. Bring it on. When fear would come up, I'd say, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. And maybe I did crack up, I don't know. I'm quite sure a psychiatrist would have like, said, whoa. Probably with a bit of diagnosis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they would stuck in some other in front of me, but... And when you lost those six days, were you on that medication that you talked about? No. No, medication? Or that no, I wish that. that. Oh, yeah, no, no, not at all. Not at all, no. Not at all. I was using a mantra for several days beforehand, which just kind of seemed to appear. And the mantra was, I am the Supreme Consciousness. This sentence just appeared, I am the Supreme Consciousness. And I was just saying it all day, three, four days. And next thing, there was no human beings. There was no human beings. There was just, everybody was like a puppet. People everywhere were like a puppet. And, and, and it was six days later, you know, <laughs> it was just six days later. It's like, oh, oh gosh, okay, that's, 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 that's how it is. That's how it is. And this is it. A thought believing that Jackie is a woman who has an individual life cranking back up. Was that when the big pain came in then, or was it before that? You know, it was actually before it. Yeah. It was actually before it, yeah, that came in before it, yeah. Mm-hmm. The sequence doesn't matter really, you know? Yeah. I suppose, and, and it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, you know? But, you know? I like the story of the guy in India more than, or in India more than this story, you know? Just a regular, humble guy who just lost the capacity to believe his own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So back to you, and um, that was grand. <laughs>
It's like a question that everyone asks in uh, life is, what's it all about? What am I doing here? Yeah. You know? And from what you've been saying, two things have come up. One is that uh, it's just for fun. It's a game. Yeah. And the other one was that it's uh, love, looking for love. Yeah, that's the game. That's the game. That's the game. Yeah, that would probably come as a shock to a lot of people. And what about you? Uh, I'd be trying to. Does it come uh, like a shock as a shock to you? No. No. no? no. That would seem to be the, the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, no deeper understanding has landed in this form anyway, you know? That's, that's kind of, that's settled now for quite a while. Maybe a deeper understanding will come, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Is karma part of the game? Yes, karma is part of the movie. As long as the individual exists, karma is running. They both go together. Is karma, is that where the universe is more is forcing you to become aware. Yes. Well, when you become aware, there is no karma. Just yes. Yes, that's right. That's control as well. The control is when you are trying to keep control. Karma is mm. play beaten at you to make you so that you realize that you don't have control. Okay. Yeah. Can do. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that part of the problem that, you know, we, we try to be in control? I mean, you know, and we build layers and layers and layers of kind of protective things around us as money and yes. family and yes. oh, it seemed to me that, you know, a breakthrough there was a breakthrough for you when you were in Spain. You didn't have language. Yeah. And in a sense the language enables us to control the yes. word and name things. Yes. But when you didn't have a language, you were impoverished in a sense. Yes. And, you know, when you didn't have material things, you were also impoverished. But we yes. still tell ourselves, and even though everything tells us, you know, that won't give us security, that yes. won't give us control, yes. but we still live the lie of, of needing and going after these things all the time. Yes. And the other thing that we need is affirmation from people all the time. Yes. So that we're living life is looking at it as a, through a mirror like, yes. you know, See how other people see it, see us from the outside instead of from the inside yes. out. Yes. You know? But if you've spotted those two things, mm -hmm. don't play the game anymore. Mm -hmm. Don't buy new things or try to get the next thing. Or do you know? Mm -hmm. Stop building the security around yourself. Enough is enough. Because mm -hmm. if you've spotted that, that's what you or people are doing. Okay. Now you're halfway out of it. Now don't buy into it anymore. It'll just disappear. And sure, of course you'll be fine. Of course, whatever puts you here takes care of you anyway. Do you know? And there's no you anyway. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, be prepared for your self-image to get squashed. Like. That, that, that's, that's a load of waste of energy. Do you know? Because, okay, I suppose the thing, the thing I, I could say is that whatever Whatever opinion is running through the mind in another body, I'm not concerned with it at all. Why would I be concerned with it? Like thoughts happen all the time. Why would I be concerned with ones that seem to have the name Jackie O'Keefe in them and not the name of Susie Quattro on it? I mean, like, 
Why would I be concerned with those thoughts? I am not be concerned with anything. Living happens and it's fine. Do you see? There's a very freedom in it. Isn't there? It seems to me that there's a whole new cosmology now about the interconnectedness of all things. Yeah. And that would be more supportive of, you know, yeah. and we, rather than the pyramid model where there was sure. the at the top sure. the and we were all under sure. that controlled us all. Yeah. You know? And the interconnectedness thing is the I am. Mm-hmm. Do you know? That's, that's that. It's the, the, the oneness, the oneness of all. But don't pitch your tent there. Go before that too. Find, find, see the world in that way because it's, a, it's, a, it lessens the I, the I and my play in things and me standing up and being counted and all that conditioning gets squalled if it's all one and the interconnectedness of it all. And there's a, a flow there that we, you kind of learn to trust. Now, before that, before that, it's only a halfway house, the interconnectedness. It's another conceptual theory. You see? Before that. And do you believe that, you know, that the fact that we're so trapped in our thoughts and in our concepts is a contributory factor to our physical well-being, say illness or whatever, that it can contribute to illness, that we're, we're sort of in a sense blocking the zones, you know? Yeah. That the freedom of energy. Yeah, that, um, that's true for a while. Mm-hmm. But that, and, and, and I did an awful lot of that, because the body was always sick and so mm-hmm. So I did loads of visualization and loads of positive affirmations. And God, if there's something on my liver, that what's the anger about? And if there's something on my right knee, just my father, my left knee, just my mother, oh God. You know, the whole thing we say and all that stuff. And I really went into it. But for the distraction, it was only a distraction in hindsight. I was just playing around with time. Because mind wasn't mature enough to let go of that set of concepts. Control was playing in that way. Oh, I control my body by thinking differently. I'm not bothered, no. The body is still vanjax. Sure, where, where did all those visualizations go? Do you know that? It's just grand. It's just grand, you know. It's fine if the body is vanjax or not. It's still fine. Sorry, but what if you want to heal your physical body? Yeah, that's desire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's desire we go to. Well, she... <laughs> okay. And then you die. So? And maybe if you don't want to die. That's another desire. If you're... No. <laughs> ah! Yeah, I'm just going to stay with this for a minute. Um, they're, they're, it, it's a desire if you, if you can see what's happening. Like this lady was seeing um, the, the desire for security and, it, and things and, you know, and, and what other people think of you. Okay. When you can see that they're just thoughts, you, you, can, you can stop buying into them. Now, if you can't see that they're just thoughts, identification is happening and that they're real. The desire to, to heal and the desire to get better. That's because mm. you're, there is a, an ego who has said, this is my desire. And oh, that's giving rise to that. And now it's your thought and your belief and your opinion. But what I'm saying is, these are just thoughts. The you that has them doesn't even exist. Let thoughts come and go. If something moves through your form where you find out a fantastic acupuncturist or a fantastic herbalist or a great medicine, whatever, fine, let it happen. 
But the control that I want to fix my body on top of it, that is what will continue suffering. Continue the capacity to suffer. But the controlling mind will say, if I don't go to the doctor, I'm going to die, for example. It's like, actually, no. Actually, something else will bring you to the doctor. If you leave the thoughts going to the body, will probably heal itself. Something will happen. Something will happen. If the body needs to be around for another while, an intervention will come in. You'll need somebody who's got the same thing, or somebody, you'll be at the doctor's with somebody else, and you'll end up being aside. Something will happen. But I'm not saying deny it or suppress it, but just observe. Observe the whole lot, and a flow will take care of it. And you, you know, you said about affirmations and that, you know, what, what, what do you think about those? So, you know, that, they're part you know, of the like movie. you said there, that I'm sure that you the supreme. Yeah, this mantra, the sentence was yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I and what did that do to you then? What did that, that it, Those things, repeating, repeating a line, and yeah, it was affirmation when I was into Louise Haley, and then it went into the spiritual stuff, and you know, the, the, the path like. Um, a sentence like that, no matter if it was about my body, way back, or it was about supreme consciousness, or God, or love, or whatever, it all served the same thing. It was giving my mind one thing to think about. Instead of it running amok in stories, imaginary of the past or the future, or chatting and yapping. None of that happens when you're running one sentence. Because you might not think about one thing. And that's all it's doing, it's just running the sentence. Yes. It's not telling your subconscious. Not at all. No, it's no subconscious. No, all you're doing is bringing your mind to a single point to stop identification of the thoughts. There's a certain point where, where you have to become master of your mind, or else your mind will be master of you. That's just a little technique, is it like saying your prayers? You know what I mean? That when yeah, that's, that's that, exactly what saying your prayers is. It's honing you. That's right, you're not thinking about anything else. It's that's like, about control, isn't it? Pardon? That's about control, isn't it? It is, but, but all, you, all you can do is you can only use the mind to manage the mind. You can only use control to control your mind. But it's like you're, you're, you're using it to burn itself up. Yeah. Do you know? You're fighting fire with fire. You're fighting fire with fire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you feel that our, our thoughts contribute to our physical pain? Do our thoughts contribute to, to the pain? Sure. Identification. Identification contributes to it. That it's happening to me and my leg and this is my pain and therefore I'm going to suffer more. <coughs> You know, if it's my, my, you're in it then and it's, the experience gets bigger because you give it attention. But it's very hard not to. Yeah. You know, I've experienced a massive amount of pain in the past five yeah. years. I'm, I live with it on a daily basis. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard not to. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's very hard it's to, to be separate from your, I know, but I've had enough, enough of it now. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to experience any more of it to learn anymore. You know, I've had five then let it be happening to your body, not to you. And then it won't matter if your body's in pain or not. Get to that point where it doesn't matter if your body's in pain or not. That's the freedom. Where nothing can touch what you are. Otherwise it's control. I'd be better off if I didn't have physical pain. No, you wouldn't. You are as, it is as good as it's going to get now. Stop believing your thoughts. That's the key. It would seem that things like breakdowns and depression and everything like that can be of uh, help you on the 
You know, and what you were saying there, that you can burn up your, you can burn up your mind. That when you become totally ground off with the content of your mind, uh, it helps. Where you, yeah. can, you, you don't hold it in such high esteem as you might have before. You yeah. Know, and you realize that you're, you're not the mind. You're, yeah. You're really observing the mind. Yeah, you're observing the mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what That's French. That's French. <laughs> You can't. You can't get on it or off it. 
There's a one you can back. You know those karma work with our lives? Yeah. How does, like, if you could be, you're not in life, you say you're at our level, we'll say, and uh, you get really broad in this one while somebody's having a great time in the other one. Mm. Is that the way it is? <laughs> <laughs> you're on yourself, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're all just thoughts. What's a great time and what's not a great time? And they're all just thoughts. <laughs> And the mind always wants to think something, something else is better, something else is better. And that's the best. Give it that thought. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and like, but I'm just, is this, is that, it's a perception, I understand that. Is it, is it, can it be seen as that? Can, sure, and you know, an awful lot of religious beliefs serve a great purpose in that they give us a reason so that we can drop trying to work it out. Do you know? Do you know? It just gives. It just gives us. Yeah, that's karma. Or I was meant to do that. Or whatever. It's great. It just stops the whole argument trying to figure it out. Great, perfect, fine. Stop thinking. Do you know? It helps in that way. On your website, your the book that you're bringing out is that the purpose of it to help other people who are trying to God, seek or what? Book. That was a long pregnancy, I'll tell you. And the the book started because I I um in two thousand I started work I an awful lot of people with depression started coming to me. I was doing energy work, intuitive energy work at the time. And I thought I was saying the same thing to people with depression all the time. And and I found these people are waking up. They're they're looking for meaning. They know that this isn't real. They God, they're onto it, they're onto it, you know? So I would work with them. And what I did was I ended up setting up a program for people with depression so that I would work with a group of people together over a year to really, really shift what was happening. And it was hugely successful. Hmm. And then when I... I have to stop doing this. This is all over. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to stop doing this. And when that came, my board of directors said, you have to write up the notes. You have to do this. It's just too important. So I started writing the notes. And that was the first half of the book. And then... Um, this man that I know, his wife came to me once, but she had lots of psychiatric problems. Anyway, she took her own life. And he used to come to me because I used to work as a bit of a medium there and stuff, because, you know, all the relatives were just there. That was one distraction I got involved in. And um, um, one time he came and he said, I, you know, I really like to do something for her. And if you have any idea of what you think she might like, you know, and I said, I have a lot of notes, and if I publish them, maybe I could dedicate it to her. What would you think, you know? And would you be interested in sponsoring it if I can't get a publisher or whatever? He says, yeah. And then, I thought, jeez, I don't have to write a bloody book. But I don't. <laughs> it was out, yeah. It was out, you know? And I only had half a book. I only had these notes of how to get to the observer, because that's what I used to do with people's depression. Really, really copying tricks of the mind. So then I went to India, and I thought, oh, sure, look, here are the words of what is beyond mind. Here it is. Here's the... So I wrote, 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 and put the two bits together, and that was the book. Do you know? And so it was written with no purpose. It was a pain in the ass. It wouldn't go away. It just wouldn't go away. But I didn't want to be doing it at all. I was trying to let go of everything, and this book was like hanging on. I was like, okay, that's... I'm, oh, I'm going to try to control it now. I'm trying to think I have to get rid of that. You know, not at all. This is staying, this is staying. That's fine. Do you know? And yeah, it, it turned out of the book, and it got printed this week, actually. So, Yeah. But there was no, I'm not sure, I don't know what it's got to do, but, you know. And when so you would it be, there's no purpose to any of it. No purpose to anything. It's just for fun. 
particularly if, if you're helping people with depression, that's the purpose. Why make it a purpose? It's just a happening. But for the person that's depressed, if they get better and they can... But the, the truth is that they're not even individuals. That's just energy through, moving through form and there's a series of thoughts that happen to be identified in that moment. Was, mm-hmm. If they get the enlightenment and the awareness that they didn't have before, yeah. your book. Yeah, it happens all the time. And your book had a purpose. I guess, but I, I, the ability to label stuff like that, to name it as having a purpose or not a purpose, that kind of doesn't happen. It doesn't need, nothing needs purpose. Do you know what I mean? The naming of it doesn't happen anymore in this form. But I suppose everything has a purpose or nothing has a purpose. I can't really go with nothing. (coughs) But somehow there tends to be, I don't know, it appears that help is given through through Jackie O'Keefe, you know? Because there was this big phase of like, (coughs) I'm like 42, and why am I not 85? What am I doing 42 like? And the show's over. You know, that thought was cruising for about six months. Do you know? But now it's making sense. It's like, okay, okay, actually, this is what I wanted in Ireland ten years ago. You know? But I didn't know it. It was here, but I didn't know it. So, it's, it's, it's a magic tapestry, you know? Everything fits in. Everything fits in. Some magical way. And Jackie, do you still work with people, or is that, are you finished with all that? Or? An odd person. An odd one. Yeah. How often do they have to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I can do it over email, I do it over email. Um, so what's your objective then when you're working with people? There is none. What's the objective of me sitting here? There's yeah. none. And when you were working with people with depression, you said it was a great success. Oh, I was hell-bent on shifting the press and making sure they never go back to... Yeah, yeah, I was full of objectives. But if it's not really there... There was an eye who was running, who was trying to fix the world, wasn't there? Oh, I was trying to fix the world. <laughs> so is it just a flow then? Yes. And, you, and the, best pro- the best policy is just go to the stream. Absolutely. Yeah. And when the flow is turbulent, accept that too. Yeah. When there's a load of obstacles, that's the flow too. Look at a river, do you know? There's loads of rocks and that creates beautiful waterfalls and pockets for frog spawn. And the obstacles are fine too. The obstacles are the flow as well. Don't have preferences for the flow to be one way or another. Preferences are the killer. I want it this way, I don't want it that way. I like this and I don't like that. Just switch off that chatterbox that wants to one's preferences. So what is pretty depressive up to? Oh, it's total identification with ego. Because my daughter is very bad at depression at the moment, mm-hmm. so I'm very interested in what I've about it. Yeah. Yeah, what I found with, with every person that I worked with, every single one, was that everything was about me. It was total identification with ego. And I'm saying, come the whole way over here. So there's a very thin line between that extreme and this extreme, actually. There's a very thin line. And that, that was what I was interested in. It was so close to spiritually waking up. It, it's because everything is about me in the ego, in depression. Everything is about me. So if somebody says something, so, oh, what did I do to the... You know, she might, for example, a person with depression goes with two or three friends and they go to the pub. 
The person with depression would say, I can't contribute to this conversation. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, you know, anxiety builds up, and he's, I, there's nothing going on in my life. How can I share? I'm so mis- dis- disinteresting. I'm dead, 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 dead. All about me. Look at how special I am because I'm terrible. It's all about me. Full on ego. It's all about me. So the ego is absolutely pushing the boundaries of how fat can it get. Yeah, yeah. So to observe that these are just thoughts. These are just thoughts. Do you know? And try ex- just an exercise. Next time you go to the pub, be interested in what they say. And it actually works. I used to give them techniques like this. Give people techniques like this. Just, just go home with a piece of information of what's happening in somebody else's life. Just to train the mind to focus on something that's not me, not the ego. And it's a whole retraining that needs to happen. But you're then, you're then not clear. All I'm talking about this woman's daughter who's got depression, she ain't here. Because yeah. she's miles from being able to listen to this. Because she's in full-on identification. Do you see what I mean? This is a different level. This is the end of the line. I think most people know that they're depressed. Nobody else knows that they really are depressed because they're trying to put on such a great front. They're trying to win that Oscar. You know, that... Uh, every version of it exists. Some hide it and some don't. And every version of it exists, you know. Some become recluses and won't act at all, you know. Every version of every illness exists, you know. I'm happy to say that it's a person experience conflict from what has been presented to them by the outside world and not really intuitively they know already. And that it's been experienced more and more by, you know, teenage, teenagers. Because, I suppose, the word is becoming so refined. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I think, I think I do. Mm. Do you know that their, their spirituality is there and yes. it's being squashed? Yes. And I wonder if you have a child tomorrow, how would you rear that person? Yes. I just let it happen. Yeah. I just let it happen. Because organically, as possible. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, society now is, it's, everything is on the outside. Do you know? It's like you can't walk down the street except you've got player in your ears. If you, you're, the minds are being trained to, to, to look out and this is about looking in. Do you know? You know, if, this, if you're sitting here, you know the outside world doesn't do it for you. You know what's inside is where it's at, that that's where happiness comes from. You've that much trust. Whereas, whereas young people are like, no, it's outside, it's in the new car, it's in, it's in, it's in drugs, it's in, it's in, I must be out there. You see? So then, of course, there's this like, ah, no space for, for the eye. It's not, it's not growing the way it did for our generation, perhaps. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. The ayahuasca you mentioned earlier on, um, how did that help on your spiritual path? I have a very busy mind, like really, madly busy. For example, I remember driving down the N11, you know, I say, okay, focus on the present moment, be in the car. And the only way I could be doing something was if I talked out loud of what I was saying. And what I used to do when I was in the car alone was read registration text. It was the only way I could stay in the present moment, if I talked out loud of what I was saying. So every time I'd be in the car, it was my time to do it. A blue house, how many cows? Half a dozen cows. And I'm here looking at the road in order to stay at the road. Signpost. And I'm constantly, just to keep mind, it was that busy, like, do you know, constantly flying. So it started there. That was the first trying to focus on now. So, um, and then the now didn't fit at all. I thought, it's not now. It couldn't be in the now. That's just more head-wrecking. 
left on that. And when somebody told me about ayahuasca, I thought, so I can actually surrender to a piece of medicine and the medicine would show me my garbage. I don't have to dig anymore. And I thought, great, great. I can surrender to something else and it can throw up my garbage and I'll do work. And it did throw it up for you. Oh, yeah. For some people, it can make it worse. But for most people, yeah. For most people, it can throw it up. And, and you vomit a lot when you're doing it. And you feel like you're vomiting the issues, you know? You feel like you're vomiting the old stories, you know? It can be very dangerous, can it not? Mm-hmm. If there isn't a good shaman holding it, don't go near it. You do your research into whoever is running the ceremony. What is it? It's done in a certain way. Ayahuasca. It's a yeah, it's South American medicine. And it's done at a... Yeah, at night time, in an enclosed space, with darkness, yeah. And you're sitting with your... And there's somebody there though watching you, is there? Oh yeah, there's somebody guiding you, giving you. Oh yeah. Alright, okay. Very, very important. And you just do it once or how often it takes or whatever. I did it loads of times anyway. Yeah. But you know, like, if you can bypass all of it, because I, I, if, you see, you can only do what you can do. And maybe this type of work would have made, made no sense to me six or seven years ago when I was vomiting ayahuasca. Do you know? It, maybe it would have, I probably wouldn't have been ready for it then. Do you know? But gosh, if, if you're listening to material that's telling you and you know that you are not your thoughts, directly place your attention there and don't bother going on doing all these um, distractions that are out there. Don't bother your boundary. Cut straight for the chase, you know? They're all just more experiences. How many experiences do you want, like? Every experience is, you know, just be ticking off lists. Go for gold, you know, go into the silence and stay there. How do you balance then, you know, where you're at now and normal living as such, you know, with the, the outside world? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I would imagine that. It's preferable for you to be in silence, that you prefer to be in silence maybe all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't happen. It doesn't, it can't happen. No, Not it doesn't happen. Well, I suppose if, if you've no family ties, it might be easier. But if you have a husband and children, yeah. and they're even at a different level. That's right. That, you know, That's you, right. You know, it can be very confusing. Yes. Um, yes. And, um, and annoying. Yes. When you have these other just come and yes. looking for your attention and you want to be in silence, yes. you know. And so see, to, see it as a service. See it as a service. That's a useful thing to do. See it as a service. That they're just God. It's all God. It's all God. Just love, love and love. So let love flow through you. Let it get made simple. And let yourself be annihilated, destroyed. And it'll destroy <laughs> So just do the everyday things and just don't even think about it. Kind of. Don't identify with your thoughts. Just go through the motions. Only if it happen. Because the difference between the start of your question, the difference between normal life 
and living in the natural state, right? Which is what this is called when, when the mind isn't directing the show. The one who was trying to control normal life died. But everything happens as normal. Normal life is still normal life. There's just no desire to control how it's lived. That's all. Good. Could it be said that the universe is growing in consciousness through this process? Growing in consciousness? Yeah. I don't think. I don't. I. I don't think it's growing. I think it's just moving, <coughs> shifting, and changing. I don't know if there's any actual evolution. It's just all energy moving. I don't think there's any destination there. The world will never come right. You know, there's nothing right, wrong yeah, with that. I don't think the world is coming right, but more people coming, becoming more aware. So. I don't know if there are. Yeah. I don't know if there are actually. I don't know. Do you believe we can affect the quality of the energy? Do you know? Oh, everything can happen. Yeah. And that becomes interesting for a while. Yeah. But after, a, but eventually, the penny drops that actually the only thing you can do is drop the ego. Because when there's peace, the peace emanates from you everywhere. There's no personal agenda. But if you feel you can do it, yeah, all just turn that door, drop it, drop it, drop it. Because it will be better then. Yes, automatically, it's a consequence. Yeah. But if you feel that you can do what you're doing now in Ireland that you couldn't do 10 years ago, surely there must be some move or some awareness or consciousness occurring. It does look like it. It does look like it, yeah. Everything that can change, changes. And egos burn out. They do. Mind matures. It does mature. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's all doing this, you know. Goes back to source and starts off again and just keeps moving, you know. There's no way out of that. There's no way out. It's just going to keep going. So even when the show is over, it's actually all right to be in the show. It's just grand out to be part of normal life. Do you know? Because, so what, like? It's fine. Do you have any views on reincarnation or on the existence of other realms? Oh yeah, it's all, it's all there. What is? Other realms, other dimensions, it's all there. But it's all in a movie, it's all in a movie. The non-physical world is as real as the physical world. But none of them really exist, they're only thoughts, they're only created out of thought. And you say you could see ghosts, right? They're all the same as well. Oh, yeah. Where are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, the non-physical exists as the physical exists. But none of them really exists. They're all just concepts believed to be so, you know? Like, it's quite likely that you've got a concept about me as if I'm an individual and I'm a woman and I'm living a certain way. That's a concept that's not true at all. There's nobody here. Do you see what I mean? But, but the concept will probably be running for you. <coughs> it's like that, you know? All those concepts of, of what exists, they're all running for a while, so of course they're valid while they're running. Do they really exist? No, nothing really exists. Not really. It's only as valid as a concept. See, I don't understand that. Yeah. To be honest. I That's don't understand when you say, I don't exist. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, and there's a lot of things that you say that I do understand. Yeah. And it's probably just the language I don't understand. Maybe. Yeah. But also, 
the mind isn't going to get all of what I'm talking about. Because the mind, mm, the mind, you can't bring the mind beyond the mind. The mind is a specific realm, a specific function. And it's a tool and use it. So when we're stuck in the drama of our lives, the mind is managing you and you think you're stuck with your life. And it's like, hold on a minute, now they're just hot and we're watching them. And over here, which is what you really are, the mind has no place at all. So what's here, you can feel it to be true. You can check it out and feel. Actually, let's see what she said is right. Do I actually exist or is it just a bundle of ideas I have about myself? Is there actually something that exists that's not a thought? There's a body, but am I the body? Is that the sum total of it? You can check all that out. But your mind, if you come from another place, do you know what I mean? It's like the knowing that somebody spoke of earlier. Do you know? Your mind can't get all that. Your mind will have to surrender. The mind is the problem. But you can get a lot of it. You can get a lot of it. There's a certain point where the mind can't go. Because you are it. You are it. It's, it's more immediate than the mind. It's not to be worked out. It's like, oh, but sure, but sure, that's nothing. That's just, that's just how it is all the time underneath my thoughts. That's the part of the nose. Well, I had a problem with that a long time ago. Very young. But nothingness. Yes. So I knew what nothingness was. Hey. But that here I was. Yes. So then I had to accept, here I am. Okay. Here we all are. Yes. So I can get caught up in the nothingness and try to reach it. Yes. Well, I think we're actually meant to be living right now exactly whatever life anyone here has is special right now. And whatever you're doing, accept yourselves as you are right now. Whatever show you're in or play you're acting at, just do it to the best of all our ability. Because if you're seeking for nothingness, well then why bother? Why not just wipe out the world and we'll all be back into nothingness? No, you won't. Like you're nothingness. Nothingness happens all the time. Exactly. You see, they're not two different things. The nothingness is underneath this movie. But you can get caught up in the nothingness. What I'm trying to say is, you get caught up in the nothingness. And then you can actually sit down and forget about your family. You have a family right now if you have one. Everyone that's on this planet right now is a family. So I can just, well, they don't matter. But you see, you're just replacing one set of concepts with another set of concepts. Do you know what I mean? You're just saying, mm -hmm. accept your life right now. Do the best you can. That's a technique for living. Yes, exactly. Now, if you want a technique for living, that's fine. But that side isn't about a technique for living. Do you see? Technique, technique for living is, is, comes from control. That comes from mind. It's like the mind trying to make the best of it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but you, you, but you still have to accept that you're here in this life. Are you? What's here? What is here? That's what I'm saying. What is here in this life? Nothingness is here at this moment. But yet everything is here as well. Everything exists within nothingness. Yes. And nothing exists. Yes. It's like... But they're not against each other. No. The nothingness no. is underneath it. Union. But there is no you that can get caught in nothingness. In, in nothingness there is no you. So the you can't get caught in nothingness unless the you has made a concept and it's caught in a concept. Do you see? It's made nothing as a concept and it's caught in the concept. That's not what we're talking about. 
That's what must have happened to you. That you yeah, made nothing as a concept. Say that again. Yeah. That the, the, the nothingness of what is, and let's say love arises from it. The movement arises from it. That's there all the time. Yeah. Mind is just presenting the movie. Yeah. Now, attention can stay in the mind, or attention can stay here. But the mind cannot get caught in the nothingness. If the mind makes a concept of nothingness, it will get caught in it. The mind can only get caught in concepts. Do you see? So to get caught in nothingness will happen when there's a concept. So what you were saying was, here's another set of concepts. Don't get caught in that concept. Here's another set of concepts. Accept yourself as you are and make the most of it and do the best you can. So what you're doing is you're saying, I don't like the concept of being caught in nothingness, and let's have this concept. Actually, no, I don't like the concept of being caught in nothingness. Oh, yes, that's just beautiful. Yeah, so drop all of it. Drop all of it. So, I, no, it's a wake up. It's a wake up. To me, it was just a wake up. Okay. Right, okay. I can sit and be in nothingness forever and ever and ever. But and nothingness is all. What's in nothingness? Who's in nothingness? It's the silence and just peace. And that's there all the time, whether you pay attention to it or not. It is, yeah. So, you can't get caught in it. You don't, don't need to be away from your family to, to be in it. It's there all the time. I know that, but all I'm saying is the journey to get into that process of accepting being here now, which was what I tried to avoid. Yeah, okay. okay. And being in the nothingness all the time. So that meant accepting family. Okay. What I'm trying to say is like, there is nothingness and there is a creation. We are all parts of this creation being. We're in a room. Okay. We're all in separate bodies. Okay. No, th th these are all beliefs now. They're okay. all beliefs, yes, but like, I mean, they're beliefs. You can do away with the beliefs, but you can still wake up. I still see separate bodies. Yeah, because the belief is running in your, in your form. Yeah. Yeah. So do you see me? What do you see when you see me? Just energy moving through form. Well, why not call it a body? Form, body, yeah. energy moving so through a body. It's a form, physical form. Physical form. So what you're saying, you see you in form. I see you as a form. So, okay, we'll No, there is no you. I don't see you as a form. I see energy moving through a form. There is no you. There is no you. I don't see a you. There's only God. Exactly. But I'm an individual spark of God right now. There's no individual spark of God. Well, I'm in this body, there is. No, there isn't. There isn't. You are not in the body, you are the whole thing. I know that. You're the whole thing. I don't think, I think we're just talking. I know what I mean, I'm not explaining, I'm not very good at it. Who's the I who knows what you mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what this is about. The I who knows what I mean. Where I get my peace and living in the world is I'm an Individual grain of sand at a beach. Okay, but that won't be good enough. That's a state that the eye enjoys. It's what I accept because of the here and now. When I die, okay. I will return to that individual, that uniform state. Not necessarily. The identity will seek resolution. It will seek to mature. It's not all over when you die. I know all that. Okay. All I'm saying is, I know all that. All I was just trying to say was, to be here right <coughs> now, 
to have a function in this world right now, to be a person who brings love to those around me right now, and to allow the love of the universe to flow through me, is to accept the creation of this concept of this body as it is right now, and to concept and to see each person as a little spark of God. And when all that energy comes together, like here, when everyone's pure mind are trying to question, when people love, energy flows and it flows and it's warm and it's beautiful. But then it separates and people go their separate ways, like when everyone is here, the forms of our bodies will be. And then comes and flow of energy is like that and minds are like that. I can see it as all one, it's like a harmony, an orchestra. That's a set of concepts that will blow up for you. Sooner or later, they'll blow up. They'll blow up. But I'm embracing it at the moment. Do all this and embrace it there. Long may it last. Absolutely. But, but it will blow up. And the purpose of satan is something in you must, must, must want more, or you wouldn't be here. Something oh, yeah. somewhere must want more. So it's, it's a lovely technique, but it'll only last for a while. Because the hunger for more brought you here. Exactly, but that's... You see, so, so, so be okay about letting it go, if I can say anything. It's that. Be okay about letting go of that technique for living. It served you well, but something is pulling you out of it. And see what happens next. Okay, just follow, following on from that, another question everyone asks in life is, who is God or where is God, you know? And listen, what you were saying that, you know, when the mind drops or the ego drops, we're all God in, in a particular form. Or there's only God. I mean, my scarf is God. Yeah. No less or no more yeah. than anything else. Everything else. It's, it's even only the, God. Even the tree you were talking about. Yeah, it's not that God is in the tree. There is only God. Yeah. yeah. God, there's nothing ever created. Do you know? Yeah. It, 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 it's all God because there's only God. Is God not a concept then? Yeah, God is a concept. Yeah. But it, it, it yeah. It's useful to explain creation. If you, if you want to take this as soft and real, the solution to explain this, yep, there's only God. But then there's no God. Oh, that's all. She does nothing. She does nothing really. It's only a movie. There's nothing. There's nothing. That's the truth of it. There's nothing at all. This never happened. You're not here. Do you recognize him? Do we see him? No people, no things. Yeah. Yeah. They're thoughts. They're thoughts that you recognize, that you see, that they are thoughts. Because the seeing of individual things stops. <coughs> the seeing of in the naming of things as being separate to each other stops. Yeah. Because it's just all God. So there's no separation seen. And functioning happens absolutely fine. Let it stop. So why are thoughts God? Hmm? Why are thoughts gone? Should it's all gone. There's only God. Yeah. So if energy is moving through form, yeah. it's perfection. Yeah? There's only perfection. There's only, so why isn't this perfection? That's a belief that it's not. It's only a belief. I believe it is perfection. Huh? I believe it is perfection. Okay. Then. So why, why would I want to change it if it's perfection? Okay. That's right. That's right. No, there's, if, if, if you know it's perfection and it's not a belief, no, if
I believe this is perfection, so why should I? Do you know what to believe it? If you believe it, you want something to change. Something will... But either it is perfection or it's not perfection. Exactly. Right? And exactly. if it is perfection, if, if I am in this state right now as I am is perfection, why would I need to change into the next level or anything else? Because it's a belief. It's not known to be the truth. Move from the belief to knowing it and the show's over. Really examine it and see if you know it or if it's just a belief. If you know it, it's the same. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see the difference? Okay. The belief is thing that, that comes and goes, so there's something unsettled about it. Oh, it doesn't come and go. No. So if it's known, if it's really in your gut, yeah. then there's nothing at all to change anywhere. Then so I don't need to do anything? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> why, 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 why change perfection? Why? Yeah. So, so why would there be a call to do anything? Yeah. There wouldn't be a pull to do anything if you knew it was perfection. If there was a knowing, not even a you who knew it, because if the mind knows it, the mind will doubt it, because the mind, the nature of the mind is to doubt. Yeah. You see, so to move from the mind into something, I don't know, gut, I guess, or something. But the only difference, if there is a difference, is in the individuality slightly. Is the way I see my perfection sounds different the way you're describing your perfection, even though it's the one perfection. Sure. But that's sure. the difference. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't get myself okay. in circles. Yeah, but yeah. yeah that's Have a think about that and see if they really are different. Or what is it that says there's difference? What is it that says there's difference? Okay. Can I ask you then, to, uh, it, it, what you're saying is, um, I think what you're saying, I think, is like, so, you know before, right? Do you think that a human form um, ultimately uh, keeps coming back to come to your state as such? I don't think so. I, I don't know if there's... You know, I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I, I kind of don't believe that thing. Something inside just doesn't sit with that stuff that I've read about everybody is going to wake up at some point. Okay. I think I believed it when I was writing the book. It's probably in the book. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it doesn't sit. It's like, why, why would something want to come right? Why? Yeah, so, but that's sort of... Something wrong. I think, is that sort of what Sheila's saying then? So, like, we're all in different states of uh, whatever our perfection is, and Sheila's perfection is one thing, and my perfection is another thing, and yours is another thing. Is, is that mm, sort no, of thing? No, no. Perfection is absolute. Or, or there's perfection as a concept. But actually, perfection is an absolute. So, what I'm encouraging her to do is to drop into the place of knowing that, that, that there is only perfection. And then there's, it can't be improved upon. That's absolute perfection. Pure perfection, or the essence of perfection, or something. But if perfection is just an idea, well then it's mine, and it's yours, and it's his, and it's ours. Do you see? Okay. If it's an idea. So, if you drop into that, you can't actually think the way we think now. That's right. Okay. That's right. Boy. Why are we seemingly being forced to grow if there's not, if we're not being, there's not, it's not a design for where we're to write yeah. to? It's just that the movie ends, but the mind is wired to think something outside will make me better, make things better, like a better job, a better place to live, so, so enlightenment and I'd be happier. No, <laughs> enlightenment won't exist, actually. 
you know? Yeah, but, <laughs> like, um, yeah, but if I'm saying that the, the, everything seems to be orchestrated <laughs> to force us, like if we don't choose to grow or choose yeah. to go on this path, yeah. we're going to be forced into this path, whether we like it or not. <clears throat> so why is it, if, if, if things aren't being orchestrated to an end or to a development? I don't know if six billion people are being orchestrated towards it. I know that there's only one movement. There's only yeah. there's only one movement. Yeah. <coughs> there aren't individuals, you see, that are seeking resolution to go back to where they came from. They're not individuals anyway. It's just energy. So to follow every piece of energy that is going to be born here and to go back into it there, I don't know. But uh, that's uh, from where we're thinking with our yeah. capacity. Yeah. Like if you go from the universe's capacity or God's yeah. capacity to to call it, like it's way beyond anything we can possibly imagine. So this could be just set up as just like the way I look at it is that we are part of God's imagination. Like we can imagine anything we want. So we can imagine so God can what can he do? Or she do whatever it's called. Yeah. So if that's the case, if and this is a game that we are looking at as God devices, but devise himself to all the aspects of themselves in his imagination. Okay. And this is all then coming back to that that's the journey. In fact, that's what all there is to do, to experience itself. Yes. But you know God doesn't have an imagination, you know all that's just a fairy tale like. No, but this the way I it's the way I look at it. Right, the way okay. you understand okay. it is that like I can imagine things yeah. I can I can imagine okay. two people talking inside my head to each other. Alright. So this is just done on a drop all that story too. But I, I, I yeah. it's just a way to understand sure. it. That's sure. the story to have. Sure. So if you if you imagine us that we're all part of what's going on in this huge imagination. Yeah. And all this then is being orchestrated so that it looks like seemingly we are going here doing this on yeah. our own fruition, yeah. but really we're not. It's, we're being guided and we're being steered. And until we get to a point where, say, you are, that you are waking your thoughts, that you are living consciously while we're living pretty much unconsciously. That's kind of the conclusion I'm coming to. Okay. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm glad, but that's, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So if everything is being orchestrated to make us, to force us to go whether we want to or not, which does seem to be happening. That, that's what I'm seeing, like looking around and observing. Okay. That then there is a development, there is an increase in consciousness, like... Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a lot of concepts. If it works for you, fine, but they'll, they'll spin out too. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just useful for a period of time. Yeah, well, I, I accept that, through, like, yeah. after a while, just be... We're gone now, let's... Could yeah. I ask one more, just one thing? Yeah, okay, one more. Food, lack of food, Thank too much food. Thank you for coming, whoever has to go. <laughs> food, too much food, lack of food, or types of food. Does that have any effect on how you see On the things? quality of your food. How you see, how you are experiencing the quality of your thoughts. Yeah. How you experience and not true, but affects the quality of your thoughts. Does it? Does, yeah. yeah. It does, yeah. If you eat more hot things, you absolutely would be more angry. There's no doubt about it, like. Yeah. But, 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 but... Okay, one thing is to let it be fine to be angry because it's just passing through. But yeah, if you're at that place of, of watching your thoughts and you want to manage your mind, for sure. If you eat more bland foods and eat less, for sure, your mind isn't going to give you such a hard time. So it's valid while you are watching your thoughts. And then it doesn't matter what what's thrown up because you're not caught in the story of it. But so you're once you're not caught in the story, it doesn't matter. Not at all. It doesn't matter. You wouldn't even notice. So it doesn't matter what you eat. Then. Not at all. No, it's such a terrible digestive system. So I have to, from that perspective. Right. So where does the heart come into it? The heart. The mind. 
the heart as in what? Love? Physical? What? Well, I don't know. It's the heart. I mean, you're speaking about the mind and our thoughts. Um, but the heart... Because the suffering is the eye, which is a thought. The heart is a concept, which is another thought. But, going back to what we said earlier, there is only love. But it's not the concept of a heart. Try the concepts. The movement of creation is love. That's all it is. The heart was just a name to just put a name on it because we have to put a name on something. Well, don't be caught in the names. That's all. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.